Hello and welcome to Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. I'm your host, Philip, and I'm here with my co-op partner, Nave. Each pod will play through a cooperative experience and relate to you, the listener, if this game is the creme de la creme of co-op or something better off playing solo. So, Nave, we actually have another guest this week in the Gaming Together recording studio. Would you like to introduce him? Uh, I've already introduced him once. It's well, I, Was it me or you? I don't remember. It's too far long ago. What's up, Christian? It's Christian from the Outriders podcast. Everybody check it out. I'm back. Back again. So, Christian, what have you been up to uh, since we've last had you? That sounded uh, sexual. I've, been, <laughs> I've, been, I've just been working, man. Working, trying to play some games, you know? Working yeah. Man's a good song by Rush, first album. They didn't have Neil Peart whenever they had made that album. Really? So you know. Yeah, that's why the drums are so bland. This isn't a Rush huh. podcast. I'm sorry I like Rush. Rush you know is, what? Well, Rush Nerd is Rock good. is cool. Like, Nerd Rock yeah. is cool, right? Yeah. So, Christian, we're a gaming podcast. You know that? So, last time I asked yeah. you about co-op experience, and I think you said, I don't play co-op games or something like that. Well, do you have another uh, gaming memory you would like to share with us? Anything I else? I do. Uh, I do, but uh, that conversation actually went to, like, I didn't play a lot of co-op games because oh, I okay. didn't really. I couldn't until, like, way later. That was the reasoning. I do have a story. Way back when Black Ops 3, Black Ops 4 came out, Black Ops 3, Black Ops 3 just dropped. I'm playing with my best friend Joe. And wow. Hey. <laughs> Joe who? <laughs> Joe. Joe Mama. Uh, Joe oh. Mama. <laughs> No, uh, his, his actual name is Joseph. A uh, really cool guy. He's actually We're in the Air Force. That. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> All right, nice. <laughs> fucking Philip let him into it too. He's like, you know, yeah. you were gonna have to bleep it. Like, All right, we have to bleep this out. Uh, he's in the Air Force too, so that's why I asked you that question. Like, wait, like before we started. Do I know him? Oh, you talking yeah. about Joe? Beep. Yeah, I know that guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's why. That's why we I went was to basic to get together. I think you mean Joe. <laughs> 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 We're like, like, dude, Call of Duty's dropped. Let's play. I'm like, okay, we played the first map. I think if I remember right, it was Shadows of Evil. We didn't look at anything. We didn't really want to do that. We wanted first experience. So we did our own first experience. Stupid shit. We're at round twenty-five. Okay, round twenty-five. Pack guns, we got about right there. It took us forever to get the pack a punch. So when we ran across the walls, we were trying to trying to keep the trains like separate and kill them as soon as we could. They'll leave like one or two up and then deal with how to deal with pack a punch. During that time, there was a wall glitch at that time we didn't know about. If you hit another player, you both just fall and die. Oh no. We collided. We insta died. Oh no. And we lost the perkaholic. Yeah, I haven't played Call of Duty Zombies since World of War, so I'm not really sure what you're talking about. You can wall run now? Yeah. Okay, um, cool, cool. Perkaholic's uh, actually a, what we have now in the game is called, uh, called a gobblegum during that time. Gobblegums are like little perks you can get also. Like, it can give you a duration of time for a specific perk. 
Uh, Gobble gum do... sounds like a fucking name of somebody in Rick and Morty. Oh, jeez, Rick. Like, you know, their name's like Blargle Flample, and I'm Dangle Blamma. <laughs> they sound made up. If this game they sounds are, made up. Because they are, they are made up. All names are made up. Well, in that case, what if we talk about some real games then? Nave, what have you been playing? I've been playing a lot of Rock Band 4. The multiplayer in that game, you can have like a crew of up to like 10 people. I have no idea what I've talked about at this point in the podcast, so I'm probably just retreading some shit. But you can have a crew of up to 10 people. This is kind of like the competitive uh, aspect of the game. There's no like verses or duels or anything anymore, unfortunately. When you uh, are in the crew, you have three different categories in which you can be competitive. You have three spotlight songs that you need to get the highest scores on. You have experience overall, so that rewards people who play a lot, but suck so contribute to the crew in a way and then you have a thing called lp which is score based experience so the better you do against your fellow peers the more lp you get so if you got the third highest score on that song for the week you would get a bunch of lp but you got if you got the 25th mm-hmm. score then it'd be a lot less right yeah pretty easy you have eight weeks in a season and there are five tiers i think and and it's the same kind of tiers like in league of legends or in magic arena or anything like that you know so you have two or three extra weeks i think to get to the highest tier well we're on the last week of this season and we did not promote the last week so everyone is just like all right, we got to pull this shit together and we got to fucking no life this game. So like the moment I'm done with this shit, send my shit out to whoever's editing and I'm going to get right back on fucking rock band and play until like midnight. I've been getting like five hours, four hours of sleep every night. I'm like starting to get delirious because we're just, we still aren't in the promoting zone right now either. When last time I checked, which I haven't checked all day today, but yesterday when I stopped playing, we were in the promoting zone. I was like, shit. God, <laughs> I'm like fucking falling asleep with the guitar- plastic guitar in my hand. But uh, Rock Band's really fun. Do you think that it's even harder now? It's only the really committed no life for Rock Band fans that are still playing Rock Band? Oh, it's painful. still have instruments to play? Yeah. yeah, it's the people who have $300 to buy a drum set. Like, drums are impossible. Like, it's impossible to get a good LP in drum songs unless you have either a brand new out-of-the-box kit, which even those are faulty, or you can have a legitimate e-kit with an adapter dongle that fucking attaches to your xbox there's only a couple different brands of those that you can get and those are like legit e-kits with like kickback and everything like i don't know if any real drummers have ever played rock band i'm sure it has to have happened those pads do not have that much fucking give so if you're doing like a 30 second note drum roll you're like putting all of your weight into the drum roll all of your muscle you're like using up a lot of energy but on a real drum set, whenever you hit a snare, it, like, ricochets your drumstick back to you. So you can kind of just... That's why it's a drum roll and not a drum hit really fast. You know what I mean? It's a drum roll because you can kind of just roll the sticks down the drums and it'll do the notes you want to do. It'll do the... It do, it goes as fast as you need it to go. It does not happen in fucking Rock Band. Rock Band is... You, you work up a sweat. Tap, 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 tap. I don't even remember what question I'm answering. But something about the drums. Oh, it was just like, you're only playing against the last remnants. The 99.9, that 1% of bacteria or the 1% of rock band players still playing rock band. <laughs> the 1% the of bacteria that against. doesn't die to the sanitizer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The really strong bacteria. 
Yeah, I'm playing against the people who upload the YouTube videos for Rock Band still. Like, they upload the four-band, four-player, 100% on ev- a full combo for everybody. And it's like, this is our 1,900th fucking video. And I'm, like, I'm playing against that guy? Okay. He's playing Whitechapel yeah. <laughs> on the drums like it's no big deal. I mean, granted, like, the rant I just went on where he's using a fucking E-kit, so it's a lot easier, but... It's still hard. I mean, it's still still hard music, but I mean, it's like people who are playing with the yeah. fucking elite controllers with the paddles in the back. <laughs> it's like it's a little different. The triggers that you can set to where the it's really short distance, so you press the fucking right trigger oh, like the hair faster. Triggers? Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's a little different, but All right, what's your other game you've been playing? Uh, I haven't been playing too much, but I wanted to put Lost Odyssey in here because it's been on my mind recently. And it's one of those games that I come back to every few months. I say few months, like probably once or twice a year, that I'll just play a little bit of it and then set it back down. It's an RPG from the 360 era, back when they were really trying to get into the Japanese market. So they had a bunch of like exclusive RPGs, like The Last Remnant and Infinite Undiscovery and stuff like that, Eternal Sonata. I, well, I think one of those is on the PlayStation, actually, I can't remember. Tales of Vesperia. They got a Tales game, man. Come on. Lost Odyssey is the best one of all of them, though. It's absolutely wonderful. It's Final Fantasy XIII, the real edition, not the fucking craziness that happened when that fucking game came out, that fucking travesty. And so it's similar to Final Fantasy IX, I think, where you learn your skills off of your items as you progress. Like, you get AP as you get experience, and then you can learn things from your items. But you also have different characters who are immortal. So you have, like, mortal characters and immortal characters. So the mortal characters are learning they're learning skills and abilities and magic and stuff off of their items that they have equipped. The immortal people are learning skills from the mortals. So these immortals become like this all-knowing, all-skill-having beasts and the mortals become very honed in their one craft. It's kind of like a physical representation in game mechanics of the idea of having immortal characters and mortal characters in your party. You know, it's really poetic in that way. And the game is just poetry. Everything about this game is poetry. Like, um, Mr. Matty Plays from the Defining Duke podcast and his own YouTube channel and stuff, he talks about this game a lot, and he only just recently played it. And he was saying that you could release this game for $60 today, and people would be none the wiser. They'd just be like, wow... This yeah. it was this it was like an indie team probably because it does look last gen a little bit but the graphics have held up like it doesn't look like fucking Final Fantasy VII you know what I mean it doesn't look like what's a game that didn't age well Deadly Premonition that game didn't even look good whenever it first came out it's a beautiful game it has beautiful music the combat's fucking choice man if you're looking for an RPG to play this is backwards compatible on the Xbox I pray to God that it gets released on the PlayStation somehow so that these guys can experience this shit. Because this game is a sleeper, and it's because it's a, it's a, it's because it's a JRPG on the 360 era, uh, on the 360 era machinery. So I just can't gush enough about this fucking game. Yeah, dude, I really like that game too. And you talked about the soundtrack. I will still pull up the YouTube full soundtrack of Lost Odyssey mm. because even the battle music... The same battle music you'll hear a thousand times when you get in a fight. I'm like, oh, this is a bop. We're grooving now. <laughs> you know, like, my blood is flowing. So often the soundtrack comes back to, like, the, this, like, returning theme that it always seems to hit. I don't know how to describe that. Like, it has a 
central theme that it returns to in almost every song that plays. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? That's kind of like how Doki Doki Literature Club is, <laughs> to be to bring that back, where that ge- that's that theme song just gets ominous, <laughs> slowly, slowly mm-hmm. gets more ominous as the game goes on. But yeah, the characters, the, the writing, everything. Like, one of the first times I can remember crying during a video game was when I was playing Lost Odyssey, and I'm just like... It's 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 heavy shit, and I cried. I was like in high school when that game came out, so I was all fucking test, not testosterone. I had all kinds of fucking what are those things called? Uh, hormones. Yeah, hormones. I was very hormonal. You know what I mean? That was the most hormonal. The game got me going twice. There's this thing called the Thousand Year of Dreams, and they're just stories you read. And I don't remember which one it is. I think it's about a girl who lives at an inn and is really sick. Like if she if she would leave, she probably would die. You know. And she talks to Kaim. I think it's Kaim in the story, but he's not named specifically. But he's this traveler that keeps coming back to this one inn because he finds it real comforting. And he always sits in her room and tells her the stories of of what was going on out there. And it was yeah. just so touching. I was like, holy shit, this is really good. <laughs> this, is really, this is really good. Which those thousand years of dreams, those are stories of your immortal characters. It's just like something they'll remember because they start to forget stuff once they're like immortal. They're like, I don't remember where my family is. Like, Oh, you had a family like, you know, 10 years ago, what happened to them? Like, I don't remember. And they just walk along and they're all good at murdering too. It's like what they do. Oh yeah. This, I mean, I guess that's what we would do too. If we had monsters everywhere all the time and we had to walk to the fucking market and fight three monsters on the way, I'd probably learn how to cut us, cut a motherfucker up too. So, Philip, you got Grand Theft Auto V written up here. Yeah, I played about 30 more minutes of Grand Theft Auto, the new one, and it's still really good. I'm just driving down the street. I'm like, this looks like America. The game looks good. Have you played any in first person? Or are you just playing third person so far? I thought that's how it was like meant to be played. You should play a little bit. Does it look bit. bad in first person? You should play it a little bit. In... No, it's okay. awesome. It's really cool. Have you played Red Dead Redemption 2 in first person ever? I haven't played Red Dead Redemption 2. Play the first one. You're going to love it, dude. If you like Grand Theft Auto, man. Yeah, it looks really good in first person. I'm not sure because Red Dead Redemption 2 came afterwards. But I remember every now and then I would would be doing something and I would see him doing an animation. And I'd be like, I wonder how this looks in first person. And I would switch. And there's so much detail, man. Like, I remember there's this one mission where I think you're helping someone with moonshine. And it's it's like, go put the thing in there. In the fucking contraption. I don't know. You, I walked over there and I was like, I'm going to go in first person for this just to see what I see. And you see his hand reach up, grab the knob, twist it, open up the little thing. You pour the thing into the thing and then he close and twist the knob again. I'm like, this is so unnecessary. <laughs> this, yeah. this is so overly detailed. Why? And when 99% of people are going to be in third person, like not seeing all these little minute details, like the thing turning when he turns it. It's like, Jesus Christ. Not to mention any other game, it would just be a character holding their hands, like, doing little wrist twisties up yeah. to activate an object. Or it's like State of Decay 2, where you're putting gas in the car, and you're just standing there looking over your shoulders, and you're not moving at all. You just, yeah, and you, you just see a, a bar can. appears on top of you, and it just fills up. You're yeah. Like, I guess I did it. Yeah, that's fine, though. They had, they, had, they had a budget. And so that's that's all I played, because I've mostly just been studying. I'm almost to the end of my training and i got my big security plus certification test coming up so i need to be prepared christ and then you're out of the hotel room yeah then i'll be going home i think that about covers everything you want to take a quick break and then we'll head into our game of the week 
Yeah, that's fine. I guess. And we're back. Okay, so our game this week, oh, Destiny man. 2. What? What, Nave? <laughs> have you have you ever heard of Young Young Scrolls? Yes, the guy that makes Elder Scrolls rapping videos using the yeah, NPC dude. dialogue. What about him? Yeah, he just butchers it like a like a YouTube poop. Yeah. I don't know. I was just scrolling through my YouTube history, and he's one of the. I'm like Monday night when I was drinking heavily, and I'm like scrolling. Through, it's always fun to look at what you were drinking and watching on YouTube, and that was I was listening to the album. I got halfway through of Young Shigora. <laughs> what a bop. He has a song called Drink Water. Me and Maddie are singing to... We're singing that shit to each other all the time. We're like, drink water, drink water, bitch. Oh! Drink water, drink water, bitch. It's like fucking so stupid. I love good uh, Elder Scrolls memes. It's one of my favorite pages. Um, Nern posting, where it's just a Facebook posting group where all they do is post terrible, deep lore about Elder Scrolls. Mostly Morrowind. And... It's crazy how big that community is. God, obliv- but Oblivion is is such it's it's so meme worthy. You mean Oblivion baby mode? The more when players <laughs> would eat them alive, or Sky babies. That's what they call Skyrim players. That's it. But to remain on topic, Destiny Two is a looter first person shooter, free to play online multiplayer experience game. Right. It's kind of like simulating an MMO a little. Yeah, bit. like MMO light, <clears throat> where there's little worlds or instances you go out and explore and players are constantly popping in and dropping out. The only thing that makes it different than like a classic MMO like WoW is the servers that you're in only contain so many players. Whereas WoW, there are kind of like instant zones. But a lot of the times, I can say, hey, meet me at, was it Goldshire? And we could have 20 people all show up at Goldshire at the same time. Yeah, WoW also has dedicated servers where it's like, you have to choose the server you want to play on the first time you play, and then that is the server your character is on until you like pay real-life real money to move him to a different server. Yeah. So it's developed by Bungie, who is famous for... Marathon. Oh, I was wondering if you were going to say that. Eric, what's the other one? Duran Duran? Durango? I, Duran Duran is a 80s band. No. <laughs> they came, There was like Marathon, and there was like another one. I thought they did. But no, it's Halo. Wrong answer, Nave. They're famous for Halo. I thought 343 made Halo oh forever. God. Bungie did Halos 1 through 3, question mark, ODST. Bungie made Halo 1, 2, 3, and Reach. And, I mean, is ODST its own game? Uh, cause, or is it an expansion? I don't even they remember. They sold it as its Halo own game. Halo 3 ODST, you know? Because yeah, it's like, it. you, don't say, you don't say Elder Scrolls, Morrowind, Shivering Isles, and go, that's its own game now. That's a bad example, because you, you need Oblivion to play that, but... You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah, we get what you're saying. Um, and they were published by Activision, who's famous for being dirty, greedy bitches. Fuck Activision. No, didn't they make Spider-Man too? Activision's a fucking publisher. Yeah. They. Somebody. They didn't make anything. Oh, uh, okay. They also. They also make. They probably made some things. But Call of Duty. I think they're terrible. Yeah, they make Call of Duty zombies. They helped make the production of that. They uh, also helped kill. The fucking music gaming industry. The, yeah, they did. And they also helped kill... Let me think. What else did they kill? I'm angry now. Wow, you're really hurting us. What if we um, want to get someone from Activision as a guest here at some time? It better be an insider talking about how shitty it is to work at Activision. All right, yeah. then. We'll, we'll look out for that one guy who's ready to die <laughs> on our podcast. <laughs> Just fucking gets assassinated yeah. halfway through by... Uh, 
what's his name, Randy Pitchford himself. It's not Randy Pitchford, is it? <laughs> Activision killed my two favorite fucking game franchises. All right, Guitar Hero and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Oh my god! Look at my eyes. I just remembered. I'm about to punch my fucking webcam off of my camera, off of my monitor right now. I'm so pissed off all of a sudden. But they also brought us Destiny 2. Bungie's not even with Activision anymore. That's how bad they are. Yep. But they got a little bit of Tencent money, so not. I don't know which is worse. Which Tencent is? Would you want to talk about Tencent? Yeah, we talked about Tencent (laughs) again. They're also there. The uh, Chinese company that owns everything. Mega conglomerate. Yeah. They're Chinese. Is that a word? So Chinese Sony. Yeah. Who said that? That was uh, Victor, wasn't it? Yeah. So this game is also old. It came out in 2017, and we're just now playing it. Or at least I'm just now playing it. But both of you guys have played it before, right? Yeah, I guess I could talk about this part. I'll skip ahead a little bit. I played Destiny 1, and I hated it. I bought it physically on the 360. I was miserable. at the. It was This was Vanilla Destiny. Years later, at the very last DLC, what is it? The Ve- Destiny 1's Taken King. So a friend is like, hey, buy Destiny 1. His name is Aaron. He'll probably be on the podcast sooner or later. But uh, he's like, buy Destiny 1, I'll play with you. You know, I'll, I'll help you figure out what to do. And I'm like, okay, I promise I hated this game the first time, but whatever. Taken King is way better. Destiny 1, post-Taken King, it's really awesome the whole way. Like, I, I replayed everything. Like, it's so much more fun. There's so much more content. It felt so empty the first time around. Destiny 2 comes around. And I see the same exact thing happening, where everyone's coming out going, fucking, there's nothing here, this is pathetic, they did this to us twice, and so I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm just not going to play Destiny 2 then, because that's annoying, and I don't want to support that. Like, a year later, or maybe two, Beyond Light releases, which is another expansion for Destiny 2, not the most recent one, right? No, Beyond Light is the most recent. You're talking about New Light, or something like that, or Before Light. I'm pretty sure it's Beyond Light. Uh, the recent I'm pretty sure Beyond Light's the expansion. The, it's called Beyond Light's the first DLC. Also, the uh, the last DLC for Destiny 1 is actually called Rise of Iron. Forsaken? Uh, oh. But the Forsaken King was the second to last. Uh, I was going to interrupt up there at some point, but I was like, oh, they're confused at something right now, so I'm going to take this advantage real quick. Yeah, but I was pretty sure it was Beyond Light. He was like, hey, he waited. he got me really drunk. Like He's like, hey, let's play a drinking game. And I was like, yeah, sure. So we were, like, playing Call of Duty or something. I can't remember what the fuck we were playing. Gears of War, actually, is probably what it was. And he was like, tell, let me tell you something, Nave. Uh, you get Destiny 2, and I'll play with you, I promise. And I was like, no, I don't want to play Destiny 2. I don't want to do it. And he's like, no, listen, remember that time when we played Destiny 1? That was fun, huh? And I was like, uh, I don't want to play Destiny 2. And he's like, no, no, look, the expansion just came out. It's amazing. Remember last time? And I was like, yeah, I remember. And so he's like, it's cheaper, it's cheaper. Just go buy the game. And I go look, and it's $60 oh, no. with the expansion. And I'm like, I don't want to buy $60. And he's just like, come on, Nate. Come on. We're, we're going to have a lot of fun. <laughs> you know, he, just, he kept telling me, we're going to have a lot of fun. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, we're having a lot of fun. And so I buy this game, and I think we played with each other for a cumulative amount of time of maybe like 30 minutes. Is that worth 60 bucks? <laughs> 30 minutes worth 60 bucks? Well, no, not really. But I was so angry, not really at him, but that I bought it. You know, I was like, I just spent 60 bucks on this. I'm going to fucking play this game. And so I played the shit out of it, and it was pretty fun. You know, I didn't beat anything. Like, I, I got, like, halfway through the DLC stuff, and I started doing the PvP, which I don't really like. But I was doing a lot of, like, strikes and stuff. Like, nowadays, we'll talk about it later, but I really like the Gambit minigame, mm-hmm. or the like, the PvP VE. Yeah. 
game mode. Very fun. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, my past experiences with Destiny 2 and 1 also. Yeah, I also played Destiny 1. And I played it mostly solo, very lonely. I don't think I played it with anyone else. Because I got it when it came out. And I was like, oh dang, this is going to be sick, bro. I'm going to play some Destiny. I get in there, I'm like, dang, this is like future Halo. This is so cool. The gunplay's so good. And then I played it. And I'm like, where is everything? There's nothing here. <laughs> and I'm like, I guess I'll just do some missions. I do the missions. I play some of the PvP. And I'm like, ugh, this PvP, this isn't Halo. I'm, just not, I'm not gonna play PvP anymore. So then I'm just doing like expeditions, which is like mini quest, and I'm like, I'm done with this game, and then I just stop playing it. Yeah, Destiny One Vanilla was was very poor. It felt like I there was not like anything going on. It was hard to keep, remain motivated. It's hard to remain motivated in all of these like uh, perpetual perpetual changing world games and stuff like that. Uh, if you don't have, like, something exact that you're going for. I don't understand how y'all had a problem with stuff like that. I didn't really have that type of experience in, back in Destiny 1. When did you start playing Destiny 1? In the very beginning. I played Alpha and Beta of Destiny. So I remember the okay. I remember the Beta of Destiny 1. Yeah, um, yeah. I played it on release I'm still too. using the same character from the Beta. That's pretty cool. Oh, that's good. Destiny 1, I actually did play a little bit slow... That's what Destiny wanted, kind of what you play. A little slow action, chill, looter game. But my experience was great. As soon as I got done with, like, maybe, like, two missions, I made friends with three other people. So we already made a clan. Like, as of launch. And we were called the Coffin. That is already very different yeah. than our experiences. We did not yeah. make we friends make when we played. Friends. How sad. Yeah. I usually get so. people interacting with me because of my gamer tag. So I just kind of, I think I just kind of gotten complacent. Like when I go to LFGs playing Rainbow Six Siege, the first thing I hear is either, okay, so my gamer tag on Xbox is Guns vs. Kittens, for the context, but I always hear either, I think Guns are going to win, bro, or I hear, how the fuck do you get so much gamer score, bro? <laughs> like, and then I just, <laughs> have, I have these stock answers, and I'm just like, I don't know, man, I just play a lot of games. Or it's like, yeah, man, it just depends on how many guns there are. How you many know? kittens? <laughs> Yeah, so there's like a thousand kittens and one gun. Probably gonna win, bro. Is there a human with the gun? It's like I've heard it all. Well, I do have an entertaining story from Destiny One. Let's hear about, it about that exact thing. You know, entertaining air quotes. But I so there's a little hub world called the Tower. I might be thinking of Destiny Two. It doesn't really matter. So in the, in the Tower, it's like a area where you don't get to pull your gun out or anything that's where like all the shops are and where you accept all these like different kinds of quests and that's where your vault is you can put your guns up and stuff that you want to keep well you can see a bunch of people running around like it's a it's a singular instance it's, so it's not like every player in the game is in this one spot but you can see everyone in the little instance that you're in i saw this random guy just standing in the middle of the vault of like the vaults where you store all your weapons and stuff and you can see everyone's names and stuff. This guy's not really doing anything, just standing there, looking off into the distance. But I noticed his name was Kitty, uh, Kittens and Guns. I, so I saw that from, like, across the tower. I ran up to him, and then he physically turned his character around. And we both just stared at each other for, like, four seconds. And then I just get, bloop, bloop, a fucking friend request on my Xbox. <laughs> and I'm just like, like... It was so strange seeing like the mirror image of your gamer tag almost. It was like is like kitties and guns and then guns versus kittens. And we play that's the only time I've ever 
had someone add me on Destiny, really. Where we just kind of fucked around on that. I I got more friends from Outriders than Destiny. I think we got Philip got like two yeah, friends. I got two like friends four or five. People would just be like inviting to parties, or we would invite them to the party just so that we would be able to coordinate with them. We were having a hard time in Outriders <laughs> on that fucking difficulty. We would never turn it down. All right, I think that about kind of covers the intro. Let's hit some game mechanics. So this is a looter shooter. So you're only as good as your loot, right? Let's talk about gear and light levels. Quite literally. Yeah. So instead of having just like a general experience bar that applies to your character, you would have a gear level that would change when you got gear. Here's what I didn't understand. And Christian, you played a lot more than me. Nave, you played a lot more than me. You might be able to explain this. What did it matter what your gear level was? Because I never hit a point where I could not kill an enemy. <laughs> That's interesting. Because I, whenever I wasn't playing with you, I was always doing the nightfall strikes. And so during those, you you can you pick what difficulty you want. And so the first one's at 1240 light level, and the second one's at 1280. I was at 1270 something. And so I was like, I can do 1280. I was suffering. Oh, really? Like, it's a matchmaking, so I would matchmake with two randoms. I feel sorry for them each time I did it. But I would get, like, five kills, and then they would get, like, 80 kills and 112 kills. I would have, like, five. I would be using my super and shit. Just ten fucking level difference. And it's and it's suffering. That's so weird. But that's only in I think Nightfall the regular raids. game. I think I was gonna say I think the regular game just scales with you, and so no matter what point in the game you are, you do the same amount of damage to the enemies. But whenever you go into that specific kind of queue, then that that it that your uh, light level matters. Like if you go into ranked, your light level matters. Yeah. Like if you go in there, if you go in there with a gun that's like 1160, you're gonna be doing zero damage because everyone's gonna have such a higher light level of armor. <laughs> They'll just be taking no damage from you. That's interesting. Which is why you're not allowed to even play ranked for a while. I think. Yeah, I like think I never unlocked it. Level. We played for like like weeks at this point because we've been working up to this. And I, I don't think I ever unlocked Nightfall playlist, or if I did, I never played them. Or, like, ranked PvP, I don't think I ever unlocked it. So you may have been just been shy of it, of the light level at the time, mm-hmm. or maybe almost as right there. You just need to add, add, like, maybe one gear or one light level to it somehow. And then, if not that, it would have been just your Crucible ranking. That's the only way. That goes the same way with your Nightfall. The only thing that's Nightfall is that you get to get rep. That's the only reason how their system really, really works. There's also a quest system. If you didn't do all the quests, certain quests for them, they won't unlock period on top of that too now. Gotcha. So with that, I think it's kind of good, but I also think it's kind of bad just because players could lose track of what quest is important, what quest really isn't. They're going to realize... I have things to do on this quest too to get to that point to unlock for this other thing, and that's where players will like. Another they thing give I didn't understand. So many quests. Yeah. No, um, go ahead. What do you not understand? Another yeah. thing I didn't understand is how exactly the loot was randomized because it doesn't feel random, random like at all. Toward, yeah. There's something different about. Well, let's just use the nightfall as example again, where I was going into that 1280 thinking I'm going to get better gear with this. I might suffer, but I'm going to get better gear, right? But I would get out of that nightfall, and I would still get things that were, like, 1261, 1262, like, things that were dropping for me, like, normally. 
And whenever I would do the first difficulty, that was when I got like a 1269 or a 1270, like a shotgun or something. And I'm like, it's just random, but it always drops around your own level or something like that. That's the only way that I can explain it in my own head. It's like, I, no matter what, you're getting 1260 until the game decides arbitrarily, here's a 1261. And once you equip that, it's like, Here's a 1263. You know what I mean? You never get that super crazy drop where it's like, holy shit, I'm going up tons. Like you would in Outriders, where occasionally we would get something and it would just be like so far superior beyond everything that we have. Okay. Almost seemed nonsensical. Okay, so I can actually answer that question too, surprisingly enough. Destiny doesn't work on, you know, the same engines as normal looters. Normal looters use like the dice engine or the 10 by 10 engine. For it, they use a 3x3 three three engine, so which means they're using like a die 4 every time. And that fourth die, if it hits in the before, will be the loot you want that's going to be higher than your like. So that's where the three out of the four chances are going to be, which is I think is dumb. Instead of doing a you know statistical one, like a 10x10 10 10 roll system over a 3x3 three three with a fourth trigger system, I think that's just me. That's only me. Yeah, I was really yeah. confused by the gear drops too because it's like, oh, what does it matter? Like, odds are I might get one damage increase or one light level increase. Like, I guess so. Yeah, that's usually how it works. Now, when you get into like higher rank, that's the die roll change system. They're actual. They change the system in there, so it's an actual normal die. That's interesting. Which is funny because I heard some people. I listen to a lot of podcasts, and Destiny's a popular game, so it comes up a lot. But someone was asking on Defining Duke, I think. I think it's the second time I brought them up, too. They were asking about if it's okay for a new player to get into Destiny right now, and Lord Cognito was saying, like, they just got rid of this thing where they would retire old weapons. Like, old... They're not called Legend... Uh, what are they called? Uniques. Unique. The unique weapons. It, I don't think it's Exotics. unique, either. Exotic. They retire the old exotics. So you would work so hard to get these exotics, and then they would take them away from you after a few years, which is pretty cool, because I, when I just came back... I still had all my exotics. I didn't even know that anything happened like that. So I was like, oh, cool, here's my hard light. I love this fucking gun. It ricochets all over the damn place. It's fun, but it's also worthless. You can upgrade your weapons. When you get better gear, you can use a little weapon modifier thing to break down a good weapon and put it into your exotic so that your exotic's power gets its light level or whatever gets raised. We didn't do that too much because we kind of just started getting exotics all the time. Which yeah. was another jarring thing for me. Like, th- I don't think I got my first exotic for the first, like, 45 hours of playing or something like that. Like, I played for a long time before I saw my first exotic. And I think it was a fucking helmet that sucked. It was like a void helmet, and I liked being an arc boy. And so I was like, I don't even get to use this helmet. And then the next thing I got was a piece, like, a, a, a chest plate. That was, like, for the fire version. And it's, like, if you become the fire person, you can hover in the air while aiming your super. And I'm, like, I don't want to be the fire person. I want to be the arc boy. Arc boy's fun. Eventually, I got my my gun, and it was the hard light, and I was always attached to it. Even though almost every other... Uh, energy weapon... Any energy rifle ricochets off of their fucking surfaces anyways now. Yeah. I always thought that that was cool and unique the first time I saw it. Which that bleeds right into our class discussion, because there's like three major classes, and then each class has, there's like three or four subclasses that they can pick. There's four now. Four now, yeah. Which that was annoying, because the newest one, which is like Ice, Ice Boy, Stasis or whatever, you only get by completing the final DLC, 
and we would get daily objectives where it's like using stasis kill 20 enemies i would love not to have this option because i don't have that unlocked instead it was like i guess we just got to hurry up and beat this so i can clear this objective marker that's how all of the class subclasses are unlocked originally i think when you start new you have the three unlocked immediately but um i don't know i think you pick one at first and then all and then the other two are unlocked as the story progresses but it definitely does not take nearly as long to unlock them so as for classes i was playing as the punchy boy or the um I don't remember what it was called. Guardian? Titan. The Titan? Titan. That's it. Yeah. Nave was playing as the, what was it, the Space Wizard? The Warlock? No, I honestly don't know what the mine Warlock, was that's it. And, so I don't blame you. Yeah, because I just uh, called myself a wizard too. Yeah, did you have like a class you identified or like you like went with mostly? Or did I, you do multiple characters? I did all three. <laughs> but I mainly played the Titan. The so hunt- you could punch things, right? Yeah, let's say that. That's why I chose a class. I just chose a class that kind of fitted me at the time. I don't know. I feel like if I see a wizard, I'm going to pick the wizard. Even in Cyberpunk 2077, I played the fucking Cyber Wizard. So, have I even talked about that game at all on the podcast yet? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Nope. Game's good when you're a Cyber Wizard. I don't know if it's good if you're trying to shoot people. Uh... But I definitely... I would walk into a room... And three people would instantly die, and I'd be like, this is fucking cool. I don't know any other game that's like this. Like, you just, you look at the guy on the left, and you're like, you're going to commit suicide. And then you look at the guy in the back of the room, and you're like, and your implants in your brain are going to catch on fire. And you look over there, and you're like, and you're going to electrocute yourself. And then you look at this guy, and you're like, your grenade's going to go off in your pocket. <laughs> and then you fucking go out of bullet time. And then you just see four people go, just fucking fall over Sounds and ragdoll everywhere. It's really fun. Okay, so for the classes in this entire game, is that what we're going to talk about next? Yeah, we were talking about that. Do you remember if there was a DLC class before? Was there two classes originally or three on Vanilla Destiny 2? There were three. That's what I figured. Uh, I don't know why. In my head, it was like... In my head, I was trying to convince myself that one of them was a DLC. God, it's been so so long since I remembered. I think it's been... I'm so used to having fucking... Hammer, I feel like I've had it for a long time. I think it was just the uh, Striker and Defender class. So those were the only two classes, which was Arc and Void. Well, we seem to have some technical difficulties, so I think it's time for a break. So we're back. Gunsmith? Yeah. I think it's called Gunsmith. I called it Golden Gun just because that's what the ability did. That's what the ability name was. Isn't that just the only one anyone uses on Hunter? Because I feel like I get killed by this stupid fucking thing all the time. I don't know. They use the void bow quite often. Now we do have these other like newer attachments to the abilities. Just like the striker class, you can turn yourself into like Superman, or you can come as this big hulky runner now instead of just going straight down and doing like some smash damage towards to him. That's like D one. I-, I love how much has progressed in this game. Yes. Which that kind of leads into the thing where I wanted to talk about the switching of subclasses and everything. One of the cool yeah. things. Or one of the bad things about games that have skill trees and stuff, which this game does have, yeah. is that you kind of have to plan your path before your before you commit to anything like that. Usually, it costs like resources, or it's like tedious to do a swap mid game or whatever. 
Uh, in this game, it's very quick and easy to switch between your different subclasses, and it and each subclass has its own little skill tree, but it's really easy to maneuver through that as well because you can switch around. Like if you have the void ability as the space wizard and you don't like the void bomb being big and slow, you can make it smaller and do area mm-hmm. of effect damage rather than an instant explosion. And I think all of the classes kind of have something like that. I'm not sure about the newest one. It That one seemed to have like the least amount of like customization about it, but it's probably for the best because most people just kind of pick one thing and then just stay with that and never change anything. It's kind of how I am for each of my classes. But it's really cool. All you have to do is open up your inventory where all your weapons are, and you can see all of your subclasses right there in the top left corner. You just click on the one that you want, and uh, you're you're there. So it's like if you get a bounty that says do uh, get kills with arc damage, you can switch to your arc class on the fly and just be like, okay, this is what I. It's it's just as easy as switching to a gun. Like if you need shotgun kills, you, you swap that around. And that was something that was very nice. It was similar but not the same in Outriders where Outriders let you reset your skill tree for free every time and there were three little paths you could take but each path really I don't remember what I was talking about Uh, you were talking about how in Outriders you could go back and switch your class but you had to okay so the one thing about Outriders three different skill trees rather than how it drastically changes your playstyle in Destiny. In Outriders, all of them are basically just number boosts, which is like basically my least favorite way for you to alter your play uh, play style. In Destiny, you have three different jumps. You have like a glide that's really slow, you have like a teleport, and you have like a upward boost, kind of like a jetpack. You know what I mean? I don't know if it's the same for every class, but you have those kinds of jumps in the warlock class that's the kind of customization that i like to see because i don't know what kind of jump you had philip but i always use the glide and there was almost never a time when the platforming required me to change my jump there was one for you philip because my glide would make the jump but your like jetpack thing would never make the jump so you had to switch i don't even think you knew you could switch them good did you i didn't think it mattered i thought oh they're not going to make a jump that you can't make but I was also the Titan with the bulkiest armor I could find with the least maneuverability. So I was slowest and had the slower jumps. Well, I think this bleeds right into our next topic, which is the PvP. Because class-based warfare is all of PvP. And you would see certain classes getting played over and over again. Did you have a favorite class that it was to play against? The ice subclass for all of the classes was my favorite class to fight. Why is that? Nothing is more fun than... Being frozen, not being able to move, and just watching other people play a video game that you're not allowed to play anymore. It's like being on the receiving end of what I do to people when I play League of Legends. It is yeah. not It's not fun. Might be karmic justice, in fact. Yeah, the Ice class had an ability on all the characters, or all the different, like, the Ice subclass, where you could just freeze people, and none of the other subclasses had abilities like this. Maybe there was, like, slows... Or just more damage boost or like nukes. But none of them would have this level of CC. Because the craziest thing is that it's it's just as deadly as all of the other classes. Because you basically died immediately after getting frozen. It was just painfully frustrating. 
because it's like you know you, you're the fire subclass you instantly get you get shot with the fucking crossbow you instantly die you're the void subclass you get hit by a big supernova galaxy that gets thrown at you you instantly die the the electricity class i do a super kamehameha wave you instantly die right but this class just stops you from playing for like two seconds and then you slowly die because they have to shoot you to death now why did they do this why is this in this game it apparently completely destabilized the pvp for like a year or something like that because i just all i could hear from chris reagan and fucking tom sweeney is just them bitching about this fucking subclass like how it was the worst thing that ever happened to this game and i believe it because even now it's like it's supposedly nerfed into the ground and i still hate it beyond belief like I'm just like, oh, cool, it's the ice tornado, and I'm frozen. Let me just pull out fucking Twitter so I can at least entertain myself for a few seconds. I don't particularly care much about the new PvP. I brush it off just because I'm a veteran, old PvP. Uh, I enjoyed that PvP more. It was There's a lot more strategy, there was a lot more fun. Uh, <clears throat> a lot more bullshit and a lot more fun. We made it fun, and everyone knew it was all good fun, surprisingly enough. Uh... Back then, everyone had a bunch of positive, like, attitude. Not a lot of tryhards <laughs> that are like, what are you doing? We need to get these kills. Yeah. Like, I, we've had a couple of those guys come in. Like Now, when we get into, like, more not casual, more, like, rank, we're ruthless. Those were really fun days. I like them days. What do you think about when the When we PvP? get to trials. Oh. Yeah. The trials. That's what I'm thinking about PvP. Trials PvP mechanics are dumb. Which one's Trials? Trials of Osiris. Trials of Osiris. A 3v3 match. When you win the match, you you have a card, okay? the card Back then there was a card. If you won certain number of matches without losing, you go flawless and you you go there. But if you lost three times, you can't do Trials until like the next week. Weird. You can play on trials, but you won't be able to do much of anything else. Yeah, it's it's something I played once, and I was like, never so, again. <laughs> this is something that would make me fucking freak out. I hate I hate that uh, kind of shit. Yeah, and trials is a level cap game. It requires you to have certain light level, and if you are lower than the normal light level of what it says, you're gonna get punished severely. And the game's shuffling mechanic of how they should tribute sucks. Because you're going to get, okay, I'm not at this light, but the only way I want to get to this light is because I have to play Trials of Osiris. And mm-hmm. everyone knows that. If it's not Trials of Osiris, it's raiding. And if you're not a PvE player and you're not a grinder going that way, like and a patient one, your best bet PvP, which is dumb. What do you think about the combat and the PvP tough? Uh, well, the PvP was really fun in certain aspects, but it came to the game type. There was one game type, I think it was called, like, Elimination or Survival or something like that, which was just straight up 3v3 versus. You go in there, one life, you can revive a teammate. It reminded me of old Shadowrun. I don't know if you remember that game. 2000, whatever. Where it was a launch title, maybe, for Xbox 360, where it was Counter-Strike, but with magic abilities. And that's what this felt like to me. Where it was just, you drop in, 3v3, there was no search and destroy target or anything like that. It was just, go kill the enemies, revive your comrades, and use your little fancy magic powers in the middle. 
and that one was my favorite. Really? Yeah. I like. I, uh, like... I definitely expected you to say it was the game type where everyone was just flinging their abilities constantly, so oh, nothing no. ever mattered. That was that terrible. was my favorite game type. Oh, oh it was what terrible. Happened? What about the I other fucking PvP? Loved it. The um, what's it called? The gambits. You well, I mean, ga- I I kind of don't consider gambit PvP because I don't consider playing Dark Souls by yourself PvP. And you know how you can just get invaded. Because that's yeah. kind of what it was like. It was like the Dark Souls and Destiny had a baby. And that was what Gambit was. Which we could talk about afterwards. Because it's like PvPVE. Because you're mostly killing computers. But then occasionally there's a human that comes in that you can kill. Or you can go over there and try to kill them. But uh, yeah. yeah, that game mode where everyone... It's like everyone has reduced cooldowns on all their abilities. And so everyone's just constantly running around the corner. The moment you run around the corner, you use your ability. You don't even know if there's an enemy there. But you're just trying to hit somebody first before they you get hit immediately coming around. It's It it directly addresses my main complaint with the PvP. is And that complaint is that there's way, way, way too much variance in this fucking game. And... That's as a, that's something that the devs Bungie were trying to address by retiring old exotics in the first place, which I, I don't think solves the problem. I think the problem is inherent to the the core mechanics of the game itself. Whereas the, the you have all of these different classes that do all of these different abilities, that is already way too much variance for my blood. Where you know, because you see me playing Halo Three right all the time on the Master Chief Collection, and in that game, you all start exactly the same, exactly the same distance away from the power weapons, with nothing different. You know, like, whenever Halo started introducing the loadouts, whenever you started, oh, I want to start with the plasma pistol as my sidearm, and I want to start with the DMR, you know, or the needle rifle as my primary weapon. And as soon as the, all that shit started happening, that's when most of the core Halo audience kind of fell out with the game. Like, the the multiplayers, they could be fun, but what's the best multiplayer in Halo 5? It's fucking Breakout, right? Yes. Where yes. it's basically every, it's basically just how Halo 3 used to be. Granted, I think in that game, did you still got to change your loadouts, right? I don't think so. I think it's oh, like you start it out with... the same thing every time? Yeah. Yes. Well, perfect. That's why it was so good, probably. It was because it required you to outplay your opponents rather than... Oh, I have just plasma pistol fucking DR, DMR you right in the face. Your, your dome's gone. Or everyone... It's like it gives you a choice between the plasma grenade and the frag grenade. Who's using the frag grenades when you have access to the plasma grenades all the time? Like, yeah, in Halo 3, it's a power weapon. You have to go and find the plasma grenades in order to use them. If you run into a vehicle and you don't have the plasma grenades, well, tough luck. You're going to have to make do, right? But in the game... In, it was like Halo... Halo 4, which was the, the worst about it, because vehicles didn't mean anything in Halo 4, because you got to spawn with those plasma grenades, and you just, everyone had a plasma grenade, so if you got in a ghost and got anywhere within the zip code of a fucking enemy, they're gonna stick you with a plasma grenade and kill you. Yep. There's nothing you can do. That's one of the primary complaints I have about Destiny, let alone everyone sprinting around and flying and teleporting and sliding across the fucking ground, and everyone's blending in with the fucking background and shit, and I get it, you have to play the game for a long time and memorize how the map looks, like, I know, I'm a siege player, don't explain that shit to me, 
I could fight. I could tell a fucking fraction of a pixel is off whenever I'm peeking through a bullet hole in a wall towards Objective B. All right, I know what the fuck that shit is about. <laughs> it's still annoying. All right, because because people aren't moving in Siege. That's the thing. In fucking Destiny, you're running at a thousand fucking miles an hour across the goddamn fucking universe, yeah. and it's like you're dead before you even realize that somebody ran at you. And maybe so, I'm just a boomer. But so Nave, what's up? You, so, so, so we play games with each other all the time. All right. Yeah. This is why my sensitivity is all fucked up. <laughs> That's how Crucible was. Is that he is accurate as fuck when he says that? He's like, yeah, I'm gonna sprint thirty fucking miles in two seconds, and you guys shoot me within that time with a slide, a teleport. And maybe a slide dodge, you know? But fuck, I actually have to fix sensitivity to do shit, to follow shit, and do stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, Destiny really fucks up your sensitivity. I was definitely getting to the point when I was playing Crucible with you, Philip, that I was like, if I get slid into and shot with a shotgun again one more oh, time, yeah. I'm going to learn <laughs> I'm going to learn how to DDoS people. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm going to fucking combo. take this guy out of the game. That is going to be my combo, is how about I overload <laughs> your fucking router, buddy? Hope you have a oh VPN, <laughs> you fucking asshole. No, that's that's the no, that's the Rainbow Six Siege special. Don't ever which, do oh, too good. By in the Rainbow way, Six Siege. I tried Rainbow Six Siege the other day. I don't think I told you. Yeah, I Did installed you really? it. Yeah, and I wow. loaded up the training mode, and I'm like, all right, guys, let's do this. You go. The training mode is actually with other ki- like online people too. It's not like training just with bots. It's your team against a team of bots, and they're like, go disarm that bomb. And I'm like, you got it, dude. And I realized this game was not for me. Like, was I walk it in against there, a team of five, or was it against like a bunch of bots? It was like 40 bots. Okay, and, yeah, that's... that's uh, Okay, go on. Yeah, and so I'm curious. like, okay, let's do this. I'm like, trying to figure out how to play. I instantly see like one guy, he like repels through the roof. I'm like, dude, that's so rad. He throws a little like a blanket on the wall, and then the wall explodes. And I'm like, dude, that was sick. And then we, like, run in. We're like, pop, 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 shooting these little guys. And then I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm going to go walk into this kitchen. I walk into the kitchen, and the bot, like, these are bots. <laughs> like, usually bots are just walking around, staring at the walls and stuff. This bot is crouched in the corner, and he just caps me instantly. I'm like, I'm getting camped by bots. <laughs> like, yeah, this dude, is not I my game. Exactly. I, I can't like, kill you're bots. You're going to get one shot by a bot, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, obviously, I, I'm not meant for this. Because I already you don't like... You didn't uninstall like... it, did you? Because I already, yes, play... I uninstalled that right after that. Install it again. I will play it with you. Because it's, oh, no. it's so... F- I promise, it's so fun. It's such a fun game. Yeah, I'll play with you. I reinstalled it too, like, not too long ago. That's funny, because, <sighs> like... yeah, Trey just it told me to... Because the only reason I installed it was when you guys were over, and Trey was like, please install Siege, because I need someone to play with. Now, Siege is not fun. It's not. Why would I but... play it then? I don't want to play it. <laughs> but it, it is fun. All right. Um, what were we talking about? Uh, I was making covered... a siege comparison. I think I yeah, said we just covered so. Yeah, PvP. we. Yeah, PVP is balls. That's what I wrote in the document. <laughs> PVP is uh not my bag. Uh, next subject line. Just how fucking gorgeous everything is. Why is that written yeah. in mine? I didn't write that. No, Even I wrote I that. I believe it. I, I wrote believe that, that for you because you said it maybe three hundred times in our playthrough, where we <laughs> go like. Oh, most of the DLC, which is what we played, is located on Europa, which is big ice planet, full of deep ice caves and giant alien structures. And I, and Nave is just like, look at the ray tracing 
And he's like staring <laughs> at the wall. And I'm like, oh, Nave. Like, he, there was a part where we were in just a, rag, a random underground area and that looks like a million other underground areas in this game. But there was a light on the other side of a fence, and when you walked past the fence, you saw the fence, like the X's, like the light was being blocked by the fence. And I was just standing there for like two minutes, just stepping back and forth, like left and right, like I was in a boxing match, just looking at the light be divided by the fucking... I was like, this is unbelievable. I'm just like dancing around. What and a great Phillip 3D is render. beating the fucking quest without me. God, Dave. There's so many moments where I just had to stop and just stare at everything. I'm like, if, they, if, if they've done anything, they've hired amazing graphical artists that are doing awesome work some of the big boss fight arenas i was just i was like just it's a spectacle like the the uh, like the arena itself like some of them are like these real abstract like it's so hard to describe if you haven't played destiny but it's like a weird abstract chaotic technical thing like it looks like digital code you're standing on that became manifest with matter it's like and it's and it's so jagged it's like square, it's like 90 degree angle squares all over the place, but you're standing on just so, it's like a huge monolith in front of you, and you're fighting one of the generals at the towards the end of the, beyond, whatever expansion we're playing. I'm just staring at, like I'm dying just looking at, I'm looking off the edge, looking down at the craziness going below me, I'm like... I would just watch like a virtual tour of this game. Like if you could put this game on games journalist difficulty where there are no oh enemies God. and turn it into a fucking walking simulator, I would love to just peruse. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's it's awesome. Well, you know, it's funny you say that. You're talking about like looking up and seeing this whole monolith. Uh, it's almost a Dark Souls kind of thing where it's like you look across the world and you see the graveyard. And from there you can see the aqueduct and you're like, I could walk all the way up there. I remember one level we walked in, and we saw a platform going over a canyon with a giant ball on it. And we're like, what's that giant <laughs> ball? And I'm like, I hope we get to go to it. And we proceeded to fight through tunnels, up walkways, catwalks, a platforming section. And right there at the final boss, it's right in front of the giant ball. I'm like, Dave, it's the ball. Right <laughs> We made it. And, and of like course, I'm like, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's framed perfectly because you're in this ice canyon just this huge rift in the side of the, the moon, and all the sun rays are like bouncing off. I'm like, dang, that yeah, looks like, like a fancy ball. Yeah, we need to get there. It has like the the rays of god light around it. I don't even think it did anything. It wasn't even a quest objective. It was just yeah, we got to get up where there. We fought. Yeah, there's moments in Resident Evil Village where, especially like like uh, Domin uh, Dominatresque is that her name? I can't remember. Uh, Lady the D. castle. Yeah, big 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 mama. You're in her castle, and occasionally you'll be, like, on the outside of the castle, and you can just look down and be like, oh, I remember that place. This is where I entered the castle. And, like, you look down at later, you look out a window, and you're like, oh, shit, that's the fucking roof over there where I fight all the scary raven creature boys. This kind of design is wonderful, and more games need to embrace it, that kind of, I don't want to say Dark Souls design, because I'm sure it didn't get originated in Dark Souls, but Dark Souls just amplifies it you know what i mean like in dark yeah. souls when you're looking way off in the distance you see that crazy castle and you're like that's awesome scenery and then you just end up there and you d may not even realize that that's the same castle which i don't even know you talk about dark souls you know how like you have a green glowy when you die where your blood stain is yeah 
they talk about how like you can see your green glowy all the way down in like Blight Town from up on Undeadburg or something like that. Like you can get these crazy far away viewpoints where that area is down there. Of course, it's probably just like super far away textures at this point. Yeah, but they the will keep your little glowy spot in those coordinates. So that What's you can really go cool down is, there. I don't know if you've ever seen the YouTube video Boundary Break. I think this is the second time I brought them up in podcast history. Yes. But um, got two firsts for seconds. But um, Boundary Break did an episode on Dark Souls, and it's fucking awesome. I don't know. Have you ever seen it? No. You should definitely watch it. It's awesome. He does one of the one of the things he likes to do is because what he does is he takes he breaks the camera and takes it anywhere he wants. I think I fucked up his catchphrase, but. He does, like, zoom-outs of the maps, so he just goes as far out as he can to see how much he can get into one screenshot without it, like, starting to call everything out. Well, mm-hmm. one thing he does is, in Dark Souls, in this specific spot, not even for much of the game, you can see way off in the distance, there's a city. And he takes the camera all the way to the city, and it's a fully rendered city for no reason. Like, the city is rendered. Like, there is shit all over the place. And it's like... That's weird. That's so crazy. They did not need to do that. You know what I mean? And he's just like, did they mean for you to be able to go here? Or did they really go through all this effort so that it looked awesome? Because <laughs> it looks awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's not like... Because, of course, like you said, it's it's low-quality textures because it's so far off in the distance. Even if it were high-quality textures, you wouldn't really be able to tell without, like, you know, modding the living shit out of the camera. But what a wonderful company from software is. I hope Sony doesn't buy them. <laughs> Yeah. That would be sad. All right, so we need to keep this moving. We've been running long. So quick little story coverage of our time in Beyond Light. I summed it up in our notes. Darkness is bad, right? Uh, do not dark. Yeah, do dark not. is bad. Uh, defend the light, guardians. Wear light. Wear. Yes. And there's this evil uh, lady named Aramis who's an alien with four arms. And she uses the dark to fight us. Can you believe that? What a bitch. I know. Can I say that? And then we meet another four-arm alien that becomes a three-armed alien when Aramis rips off one of his arms. And that's Varix, our boy. And he goes... Who... <coughs> yes, he whispers in our ear every time we're on the planet. And he's always saying things like, <coughs> Aramis must be stopped. And we're like, I know, dude, I'm already on a quest. Give me a minute. He's like, He's like, Aramis must be stopped. I'm like, man, your voice is fucked up. (laughs) Oh, also, while we're on the planet, we have to get a power strong enough to defeat Aramis. And what's the only thing that can beat darkness? Chili. More darkness. Oh. So we, yeah. And then the whole time is like, we have our little robot guide who's saying, no, Guardian, you don't need to use the darkness to stop her. And I'm like, I'm going to use the darkness. (laughs) <laughs> and then you, you have He's to like, use it to complete I'm the story. I'm scared for you. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, okay. <laughs> we ended up skipping some of the cutscenes that were, like, incredibly boring. But there was a whole subplot with time travelers. Do you remember that part? I don't remember anything from that. I didn't even remember, what's her name? Aramis. I remember fighting her. I just don't remember anything about her. Okay, well, where we learned we can use the darkness was time travelers that came back to our world. And they were... Fighting to protect a lost timeline or something like that? You remember those strangers we kept meeting on the ice? The guys you have to keep going back and talking to? Yeah. Yeah, I remember them. They were time travelers. I had no idea. 
I didn't know that at all. What were you doing during this whole game? Staring at the walls? Fucking jamming out to Spotify, dude. <laughs> okay. Listening to Lamb of God, brother. Okay, well, while you were doing that, I was listening to Kill Aramis. And, <laughs> no, don't use the darkness. And, you have to use the darkness. We lost our timeline because we weren't strong enough. And I'm like, all right, guys, just let me do my job. All I would hear is, Naves, time to go back to the pyramid. You're a little bitch if you don't ramp off the side. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm already a... at the pyramid, and I'm like, oh, I already <laughs> didn't do that. Well, yeah, because your load times were instant and mine were not. Yeah, I would be, I would just fucking teleporting like I'm fucking Goku. <laughs> and you're just waiting in these loading screens. Christian, do you remember anything about Beyond Light's story? So, I haven't played much of Beyond Light, but this is the butt part. I know the whole storyline from before then back. Okay. I'm going to be honest. We could sit here for six and a half hours of just me talking about three things. Darkness and the light. Darkness and the light and the The guardian. Darkness, the light, the guardian. The traveler. The traveler. The the voice. The great machine. Uh... Yeah, I can talk about the Great Machine, maybe. Let me see here. All the clans in the Fallen, too. I do all. I know all of that. Uh, the book. Ooh. You just kind of. You know what you just reminded me of? There was a really what? fucking hilarious meme. I think it was about Destiny One, where because Destiny Ooh. One, the meme for the longest time before the Taken King was there's absolutely zero story in the game. So if you want any of the story, you have to look on like codexes and shit and there's like an app for you can a mobile app on your phone you yeah. can like look up the fucking or you go to the like, wiki you, stuff like that yeah you get to yeah it's called destiny wiki you well, can look it up the yeah. the meme was there's this guy named the speaker and there's this cutscene yeah. in taken king like i think pretty early or maybe it's on the last it's like at the end of the last expansion and he's he's walking with you and he goes I could tell you all about this thing right here that you're wondering about. And then he proceeds to not tell him about it because <laughs> and I was like, I don't know if Bungie's doing this self, like as a self-aware person, kind of like the Mass Effect Andromeda, my face is tired thing. But <laughs> it was meme to fucking death because you see YouTube videos like, I could tell you about this, but I fucking won't. <laughs> yeah like you said there's so many keywords that are always popping up and it's like the dark guardians defend the light all this constant words being thrown at you and meanwhile i'm like i just want to shoot stuff i want to play halo you know yeah like at least halo did have those big words but it was always like a name for a weapon or a person it's like you need to get on the truth and reconciliation the giant spaceship and you need to kill the flood and i'm like yeah let's let's kill i'm down for that whereas this is like talking about all these abstract powers and people that i never encountered or if i did i didn't read their name on their health bar before i killed them yeah which definitely it's well one so now because now what's going on in my head is i realize i've argued with myself throughout this episode where I was bitching about the PvP because there's so much variance, and then I was bitching about, not this game, but I was bitching about Outriders not having variance <laughs> at all, basically. And now I'm just thinking about it. Like, the game is so fun as a PvE game for me. And whenever, as soon as the competitive nature of the game starts to rear its ugly head, I, I, I can't handle it. Like, it's so annoying to me 
like all of the all of the different fucking kinds of things that you can do. And I was thinking, what kind of other games are like that? And it's all of the games I can think of, like Borderlands. You have dramatic different changes with your skill trees. Completely PVE, right? I mean, you can duel each other, but where's the competitive Borderlands no community? Really? Is that what? <laughs> that's the hill you're gonna die on? Random invisible person I made up? <laughs> like this game as a cooperative experience is almost blissful it's like you can get into a trance very quickly playing something like this especially if you've got your favorite kind of podcast or music playing in the background you got your boys in your headset right talking to you we're just bullshitting you know it's a really fun game to play with friends and just waste your time dicking around doing raids and, and strikes and stuff and I can see why it's so popular still to this day, because I'm sure that most people use this game to socialize, you know? It's like Halo 3 was for ba- back in the day for us, or the generation after us, it was Minecraft, you know what I mean? And then this generation's kids, it's Fortnite, you know? Like, they're... Have I talked to you about Fortnite at all? Like, watch no. experiencing Fortnite through the lens of an old person watching a kid play? It's, no, is it different? It's really odd it makes me feel like i'm in some kind of alternate universe where halo never existed madeline's brothers are way younger than her right and so one of them his name is lathan i watched him play fortnite and he was sitting there we had just bought him an xbox one right and so he's playing with his friends and everything and i watched him for 20 minutes straight just they built a really long tunnel in a custom game and like it was like a box with a against a box against a box against a box so there's yeah. like walls all throughout this tunnel and in that game there, there's a mechanic where you can like build and deconstruct walls and stuff and floors and everything like you can make doors and you can make uh you can make like you can cut the wall in half diagonally so you can crouch underneath one side or something like that i watched them run through this like half a mile long tunnel it's like okay we're gonna cut it diagonally to the right this time and they would cut one person would cut it diagonally like Lathan would cut it diagonally the person behind him would build it diagonally and then the person behind him that way would cut it diagonally again and they turn around and do it backwards and it's like dude this is forge mode for these kids like so it sounds this is i'm like they just sat there and did that for like two hours straight and I'm like, this is what... Because they're just talking, you know? They're just fucking building this tunnel over and over again and talking. And I'm like, all this is Dungeon Master. Like, this is what we did when we were kids. It's unbelievable. Playing this game, it evokes that same kind of feeling. Like, I can see people having this game as their first experience with being social on the internet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or being Or hanging out with their friends from school after school. Like I said in Halo 3, all the way back on our first episode, this is pushing each other off of the fucking monkey bars, man. This is one of those kinds of games. I mean, it doesn't have that much uh, freedom as like Halo 3. You're obviously just doing the same thing over and over again in this game, but it's an it's a good loop. Like the game is very tight and responsive. Oh, I would almost say it's worth it. Sounds pretty well said. So with that, I think it's about time we take a break. Okay, boys. I think it's about time to wrap this up. So for our final reviews, since we haven't heard enough from you, Nave, I think you can start it off. All right. Uh, I'm going to start it off by saying rewind the podcast like 10 minutes and then listen from there and pretend I said all of that stuff here. I don't know what got me going back then, but <laughs> I got into final review territory a little too early. That happens. All right, Christian, 
if you had to final review Destiny 2, maybe a little bit of Destiny 1 too. Let's hear what you have to say. Destiny 1, 10 out of 10. Just because it's an OG game for me. It would always have a special place in my play, in my heart. Well, what's ever left in my heart. Destiny 2 has really good memory moments in like early game. But later in this game, no, no, no. I give it maybe a solid 6. I'll give it a 6. I'm being generous. That's just me. Why is that? Oh, the game sucks after, <laughs> like, the beginning. All right. Both lore, mechanics, PvP, and PvE mechanics, and loot, how their loot system is starting, is starting to get destroyed. And their community is kind of getting a little rambunctious still. Well, what happens if diff- you're getting fucking no frozen time. every other death? Yeah, yeah so I'm going to leave away from that toxicity. We'll be honest. Don't want to be in the middle of that toxicity. I'm nope. looking back at the fucking notes, and I like how under key co-op mechanics you wrote, not being alone. Yeah. Terrific. You know, well put. I think that leads right <laughs> into my review. So I did write key co-op mechanic, at least for me, was not being alone. Because I remember what it was like playing through Destiny 1 alone. And I remember what it was like playing through Borderlands 3 alone. And there's one moment when we and Nave were playing that really stuck with me. And that was we were on Europa. I was down on a frozen lake. I was doing, like Nave said, oh, I'm going to go grab a soda or something like whatever. I'm like, cool, whatever. I jump down there. I'm doing a little mini raid, little exploration type thing. Expedition. Exploration type thing. And... I'm finding some dudes, called? and I'm like, like one of those pew, pew, random pew, things pew. that are blinking. Yeah, those little blinkies. Map. Little blinky yeah. lights. It's like, hey, go kill some guys over here. I heard they well, talked about you weird. And I'm like, they better not. The They're yelling <laughs> it at their car radio right now. So I go over, and I'm like busting up these guys. And then I am start finding like a big dude. And I'm like, oh, dang. You know, this is actually a little bit harder than I thought it was going to be. Because I, I'm playing this game pretty recklessly. I'm not hiding my cover <laughs> to get my shields back or anything. I'm just walking in a straight line shooting people. And... Then Nave's like, oh, I got you, bud. And then, like, I just see gunshots coming down, and on the rim of the cliff, it's almost like an NPC scene. Like, Nave pointed out, it's like, this is like a level in Halo or Call of Duty where you have an NPC that's on the edge of the map, and he's just, like, firing sniper rifle bolts in, helping me out. And I'm like, yeah. And he's just like, burr, 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 just, like, capping these enemies in front of me. And I just, he was always a higher level than me, too. So he was always killing things way faster than me, even though they were, like, kind of queued up for both of us. Like, he was always seemed to be doing more damage. And he was, like, roasting these guys. And I'm like, yeah, this feels nice to not be alone. The exact moment you're talking about, if you want to go... If anyone wants to go see a goofy little glitchy thing that happens all the time in Destiny, I put it up on the Twitter, like, from Xbox Share. Um, they, right after this moment he's talking about, I jumped off the cliff and then in midair opened up my menu and spawned my sparrow, which is our little vehicle to get around fast. And I started just break dancing, spinning like a helicopter blade all over the place until I fell off of the thing. But uh, at the beginning, you could see how far away I was from him. I'm like, I'm like at least three or four football fields away from him, like shooting yeah. down at his enemies from this cliff top. He was way up on a cliff. And that kind of like, Playing, like I was just like playing a game by myself at that point, but then Nave joined in and helped me out. That is the core of Destiny for me. I didn't do the late game content. We talk about like how we didn't do the raids because we didn't have six more people. I didn't really do the strikes or the dungeons because I was like, oh, what's the point? I can just go and shoot things wherever I want. The gear drops don't matter. 
because apparently I can kill things no matter what level I am. So all that mattered to me was just traveling around, playing with my bro Nave, just having a good time. That's all we really needed to do. I definitely recommend this for a casual experience. I can't say much to the late game content, but if you're just going to hop in and play a game with the boys for a little bit, pretty sure it's free to play at this point. Maybe it's just Game Pass, I'm not sure. I but, think the core Destiny 2 is free to play. And yeah, on yeah, Game Pass, we get all of the DLC for free. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Okay, so go and get two or three of your friends if you want. Jump in there. Don't worry about the PvP unless you're just really into it. I don't know why you would be. Just go play some Halo. It's better. But jump in there. Get on your speeder bikes. Drive around the planet. Look at the scenery. Enjoy the level design. And shoot some aliens. What you said kind of made me think about another thing that I would really like, which was the public events in the game. Where, like, yeah. ev- all, there's constantly a little zone where there's some kind of public event going on, like a little mini raid boss happening. There's, like, maybe 10 or 15 people in the same little hub world instance as you are, and they're all just kind of driving around uh, doing their own little thing. And occasionally you'll be doing something, whether it be a public event or not, and someone random a random stranger that you've never met before will show up help you help you kill whoever is in your mission they'll do everything clear everything and then they'll leave just as fast as they came and i'm just like that's so interesting like it's like this guy had his own story going on in his head and then we crossed paths for a moment and then we went our separate ways it's there's <laughs> it's no downside it's to that like either. a narrative almost it's not like they can take kills or resources from you it's literally just came in, he helped you out. Everyone gets full value and rewards for the kills and the targets, and then they just left. I mean, I've played both Destinies, but it's like, there's no real experience like that other than playing other kinds of MMOs. Like, we're going to talk about later, we've been playing Fantasy Star Online 2, we want to do an episode on that at some point, but there are moments in that game as well where you're just out in the overworld doing something, and someone will just show up and help you. And you're just like, oh thanks and they're just like see ya and then they'll just leave <laughs> and I'm they just, just like, do a backflip and they're out of there yeah, it's, it's so interesting like the mentality like and it made me go out of my way and when i would see someone down in destiny i mean it's like a 10 second five or 10 second respawn but i would go out and if i'm right next to him I'm like i'm gonna go revive that guy and then just leave just so that he's just like well thank god guns versus kittens was there i had to wait five more minute, seconds 10 second walk yeah <laughs> But, All right, guys, so yeah. this is where we would read any uh, mailer feedback, but we're actually recording this episode a little bit close to our last one, and there's still been no mailer feedback at this point. So yeah. get on that. Send us something in to uh, gametogetherpod at gmail.com. We really appreciate it. Yeah, our, edit, our editing, our uh, recording schedule is all goofed up. Hopefully we can get it sorted out pretty soon. We might be recording another episode in, like, two days and then another one like a day after that there may be some continuity problems issues you could say that we're gonna have like if in case these episodes end up getting mixed and matched this is the first of three more than likely they're gonna get put in the order because that's the order in which they get finished editing but so a little shop talk do you want these episodes to go out close together or do you want to spread these apart uh evenly across the weeks I would put them like out a good as we record them. Like, that might break our schedule a little bit, but I'd rather keep things in time order. That way I don't say something like, and I've never put mayonnaise on my bananas when I eat it. And then in a future episode, I'll be like, dude, have you tried bananas and mayonnaise yet? 
delicious. Yeah. <laughs> the See, I don't mayonnaise and break I was trying to narrative. make a joke because uh, bananas are very phallic and mayonnaise is very cum like, so I was gonna try and like work that together, but I couldn't. I had a, a brain fart. Had a very creamy banana. Yeah. Well Christian, it's been great having you back. Is there anything you want to say to our audience before we head out? Stay home, don't do drugs. Well said. Well said. Sorry about all your connection issues, like some fucking curse that plagues us whenever we record with you somehow. Yeah, I know, right? If it's not my fucking laptop dying, it's something else. I'm sure I'll fix that all in editing. Oh yeah, totally. It's hard to it's hard to fix. God damn it, he's fucking gone again. God damn it. <laughs> I feel like we should have talked more, more, more about the lore of Destiny. Lore is big in Destiny. That's what makes Destiny very popular too. Their lore is spicy, but the lore is long and draggy. But the gunplay is so good. Yeah. I like to shoot the robot in like their belly. I like the trigger, and it goes pew, 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 pew. I'm like, this feels like Halo. I know, but even Halo had lore. That's bullshit. Oh, crap. I mean, I like Halo how, lore uh, that deep. Like, I like oh, how children you shoot soldiers. the robots in the head yeah. instead of their belly, they get pissed off and start running at you faster. What game is like that? trying to think what there's a game where if you shoot the enemy in the head rather than in their weak actual weak point they get pissed That's off Destiny. and start getting more aggressive yeah. no the there's robots. another game like that i just said that philip what <laughs> there's another game that's like that i'm trying to think it's not borderlands there's a similar en- enemy like that in borderlands but it's not exactly the same all what right well we've been going of? too long we need to wrap this up all I right can, co-op partners I think about it hold on Maybe we can go defend the light from the darkness some other time. Thanks for listening to Game Together, a cooperative podcast. See ya. See ya, bitch. You fucking took my see ya. (laughs) Yeah.